0: Welcome back to the Secret Lair. I'm Mark, the Eclectic Dyslexic, and today I'm checking out the cafeteria in our lair. Drudge had been having my meals delivered to my room, but I need to get out of there for a bit. I've been kind of cooped up ever since I, well, killed Warpig. Ah, Master, it is good to see you up and about. Have you completed celebrating destroying your enemy? I wasn't celebrating, I was upset by my actions. Was Warpig not your enemy who attempted to destroy your planet? Y- yes, he was. And did he not threaten you with violence? Yes, and I. Did you yourself not say you were freaked out by his giant warthog head? Yes! Then why not celebrate in his death? Because, Drudge, even if he wasn't a good person, Pig. Man and even though he was dangerous, I still didn't want to kill him, and I feel bad that my actions led to his death. I believe the universe is better without Warpig in it. I can't say I fully understand you, but understanding is not required, just obedience. And here we are at the cafeteria. The size of this place never fails to impress me. Look at all these people-ish things. Yes, my lord. Your foot soldiers, the fodder, are quite impressive. Even during feeding, they can be quite intimidating. Um, what are they doing? They're stepping out of line so that you may go first. Oh, no, no. That, that's not necessary. Please. Please, get back in line. Uh, What's your name, buddy? Fodder. On second thought, I'm just going to skip ahead of you. Excuse me. Pardon me. Pardon me, excuse me. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men. Machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. of The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. What we've got here is failure to mutate. You can't handle the truth. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Oh, I didn't get a harump out of that guy. You're the rump. You ever dance with the devil? Dave? How about you? You crazy Dutch bastard. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> You're Man, That's what you fail. Take your sticky paws off me, you damn dirty ape. 60% of the time, it works every time. Would you give me a hand with the bags? Certainly. You take the blonde, or I'll take the one in the title. Go ahead. Make my day. Warriors, COME OUT TO PLAY! Everyone in this room is now dumber for having one this I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Forget Chinatown. What do we have to eat today? Since the death of War Pig, we've had a surplus of ham. Just the macaroni, please. <sighs> I don't mind telling you, my morale is low. That does bring up a necessary point, Master. There is a growing concern with the fodder. They are weapons designed for combat. Since you've taken over, we haven't had much use for that. Well, that's good. Uh, For you, perhaps. But I fear if the fodder don't get some carnage soon, they may lash out. I'm sure it's not as bad as all that. Uh, Let's ask. Hey, you, buddy. Come over here a moment. What's your name? Fodder. Fodder. I should have seen that one coming. Uh, do you mind if I call you Bob? It is the same forward as it is backwards. This pleases me. Good, good. How are you feeling today? Ready to fight. Uh, I'm sure you are. But what I'm asking Bob is, how are you feeling? What do you feel like doing today? I wish to kill and eat the organs of the dead. There is plenty of ham, just so you... Judge, not now, please. Ugh. Who is it that you want to kill? Anyone. This has been a good talk, Bob. Okay, you're right. We have a problem on our hands. It will take some time to execute them all. But if we get them to fight each other, that will cut down dramatically. We're not executing them, Drudge. Oh, let me think, let me think, let me think. What's the largest, emptiest room we have? A cargo Bay 3. Do we have a maintenance crew? Yes, the war bots. Sure, now we're gonna... Warbots? Our maintenance crew is Warbots? Everything here is pretty much named for war and destruction. It was kind of a motif. Okay, um, have them set up the room to these specifications. I'll handle the rest. As you wish, Master. Fodder! May I have your attention? It has come to my attention that many of you are feeling restless. Well, I think I have just the thing for you. I'd like you all to follow me, please. Come on, it's okay. Everyone, everyone follow me. Bob, could you help? Fodder, move your collective ass. Moments later. Man, they got this cargo base set up fast. Okay, Fodder, all of you come in, come in. All of you have seats, sit down. So, you're all wanting action, right? You want violence? You want bloodshed? Then fodder, may I present to you... Movie Night! Mugshots! Turn to the right. Welcome to the greatest pleasure ship ever built! I have something here sir I've never seen anything like this It's a malfunction sir That's impossible Where are they coming from? I don't know sir But whatever it is It's uh Big They answered a distress call Where the hell is everybody? Now What the hell is that? They're dead in the water I got a really bad feeling about this. The ship's infested. Let's get the hell out of here! What the hell is that? The girl from Ipanema. I mean it's not like a wuss, but this is starting to freak me out, man. I vote we leave. Who votes we leave? Oh Starring Treat Williams as John Finnegan, Fante Jansen as Trillian St. James, Anthony Held as Simon Canton, Kevin J. O'Connor as Joey Pantucci, Wes Studi as Hanover. When a band of ruthless hijackers invade the world's most luxurious cruise ship, they are shocked to discover the passengers have mysteriously vanished. But that doesn't mean they are alone. Something terrifying is lurking just out of sight. A deadly force from unexplored depths of the ocean that begin to snatch the horrified intruders one by one. Bullet points. The movie starts with a rough looking boat speeding through the ocean. It's a ship of adventurers for hire. This includes their captain, John Finnegan, the mechanic, Pantucci, and Layla, who does pretty much everything else. They are transporting a group of rough looking mercenaries to the middle of nowhere. Finnegan doesn't know the final destination due to his no questions policy. His motto is, if the cash is there, we do not care. (laughs) Out in the middle of nowhere, the Argonautica, The largest pleasure boat ever made is on its maiden voyage. It is filled with the very rich and influential having a good time. The owner of the boat, a Mr. Canton, toasts the maiden voyage. At the party, an attractive woman bumps into the captain, Captain Anderson, and picks his pocket, stealing his identification. While the mercenaries, a multicultural group of two-dimensional tropes, are in their cabin, Pantucci makes his way to the cargo hold. He finds they are carrying torpedoes. He's quickly caught by the mercenaries, and is rescued by Finnegan after an intense showdown. Back on the pleasure cruise, the woman who stole the captain's ID, who we find out is named Trillian, breaks into the ship's vault. She is caught by Canton and the ship's captain. They find out she is an international thief, and lock her in the pantry until they can reach land. Back on Finnegan's ship, the Mercs prepare for their mission. Their leader, Hanover, hands them out some high-tech machine guns. Back on the Pleasure Ship, a Saboteur disables the ship, leaving it dead in the water. While stopped, something from the depths of the ocean rises up underneath the ship and attacks it. The passengers are panicked and trample over each other trying to escape this unknown danger. (laughs) While heading to their destination, Finnegan's boat hits a speedboat that was left by the Argonautica, causing major damage to his ship. They see the Argonautica and think it may have parts for repairs. At this point, the Mercs turn on Finnegan and take over the ship. we find out the Merc's mission is to rob the Argonautica. The group splits up. Layla and the mercenary known as Billy stay on the ship to make what repairs they can. The rest of the Mercs take Finnegan and Pantucci onto the pleasure cruise in order to find the parts they need and to rob the boat. But once they get onto the boat they find out that nobody is aboard, yet no lifeboats have left. Trillian wakes up in the pantry, she hears a screech coming from the pipes and disables the lock on her door and escapes. The mercs say the saboteur did a good job of stopping the boat, but they can't explain why the ship is empty. Layla is working to repair the hole in Finnegan's ship, when a body floats up to her. While she is distracted by the corpse, the unknown force grabs her and drags her into the ocean. Finnegan Pantucci, an Australian mercenary, and a mercenary who can't stop thinking about women, are in the engine room looking for parts. The Australian Merc sets off to explore the nearby corridors when something grabs him. His blood sprays the ceiling. The Womanizer Merc thinks that Finnegan may have killed him. Trillian heads back to the vault But is caught by the mercenaries. The African Merc opens the vault door, but is immediately hit in the head with an axe by Cantum. The other Mercs shoot into the vault, killing survivors that were hiding out there. Cantum and the Captain were taken hostage by the Mercs. They say they went in there to hide from those things. The Womanizer Murk is reporting back into Hanover when he is grabbed and dragged through the water. Finnegan grabbing his gun and Pantucci grabbing the repair parts run off from whatever it is that has caught them. While running, this unknown force is tearing up the floor panels while they run in front of it. Finnegan, Pantucci, Trillian, and the others all wind up in the same elevator. The elevator drops to the bottom floor, opening to a hallway where the walls and floor are covered with the remains of the passengers. The walls start caving in and the door buckles. The group shoots their way back towards the elevator. They get to an empty section of the ship. Trillian changes into some workman's clothes that were left behind, and Slyly takes a gun from one of the mercenaries. Canton states the creatures have taken over the ship. Finnegan finds out that Canton hired the mercenaries and wanted to sink the ship for the insurance money. Canton was the saboteur. While the captain and Canton fight over Canton's actions, the creature shows up for the first time being revealed as a giant eel. Finnegan shoots it, Splits open the eel, dropping out half of a melted Billy, the left on Finnegan's ship with Layla. Billy is still alive and screaming before he dies. Everyone fights their way out. Trillian winds up teamed up with Finnegan, who says if he can get her out of there, she will give him whatever he wants. He asks for a cold beer. Finnegan gets cornered by another eel, and they learn it is attracted to sound. A steam pipe ruptures, and the steam gets the eel's attention. It turns its attention back to Finnegan when he drags his gun on the floor, trying to pick it up. The eel nearly gets Finnegan, but he is rescued by Trillian, who shoots it with the gun she picked up from the mercenary. Canton finds the captain whose leg is being grabbed by one of the eels, but he does nothing to help. Finnegan tries to help, but the eel finally grabs the captain and drags him off. Canton, knowing some things about sea life, states that the eel is a member of the Atoya family, of deep sea worms, which have evolved to immense size from the extreme depths of the ocean trenches. He goes on to say, if they catch you, they will crush your body and drink all the fluids from you, discarding the pulp. They reach a flooded chamber. Hanover and Finnegan decide to swim to the other side to make sure it is clear. While they do so, the eels attack the ones left behind, so they swim through the chamber to get away. But the eels grab the black mercenary, who detonates a grenade as he is dragged off. They find their way to a crew galley. The British Merc is freaking out and wants to hold up in the galley and wait for rescue, but Finnegan knows that the ship is sinking and will not last until a rescue team arrives. The British Merc tries to hold them there at gunpoint, but another eel shows up and eats him. As they try to get away, the eels start blocking hallways and closing doors, herding them to the bow of the ship. Canton tells the others where they need to go, but he takes off in a different direction when they're not looking. They reach the main hall of the ship, which is filled with the blood and gore of the passengers and crew. The eels break through the floor, flooding the chamber, forcing them to run. (coughs) While on the run, Finnegan and Trillian see Canton and try to catch up with him, but he ducks into a room and locks them out. Pantucci and Hanover are running down a flooded hallway and the eels are chasing them. Hanover says they need to distract the eels in order to get away, then shoots Pantucci in the leg. Pantucci does make it to a crawl space before the eels can catch him. (laughs) Trillian and Finnegan make it onto the deck of the ship, but unfortunately have lost the engine parts they need to repair the ship. Off in the distance, they see an island. Finnegan states he has a plan, and they start heading towards his ship. Pantucci finds Hanover slowly being eaten by one of the eels. He starts to leave him, but then stops and hands him a gun. Before leaving, Hanover takes a shot at Pantucci. This point, he turns the gun on himself, but realizes he wasted his last shot in an effort to kill Pantucci. Finnegan knows his boat won't make it to the island without the repair parts, but they are going to rig the boat to run on autopilot and set a course to collide with the Argonautica, so that the torpedoes will destroy the ship and the eels. Pantucci makes the preparations, but is having to work knowing that his girlfriend Layla was killed. Earlier, Finnegan saw jet skis in the cargo of the Argonautica. He plan to use those to get to the island, so he sends Trillian to the cargo hold of the ship in order to get one of the jet skis. However, she is cornered by Canton, who threatens to shoot her with a flare gun. She grabs the key to the jet ski and runs off. <laughs> Having chased her down, Canton almost kills Trillian until Finnegan shows up and chases him away. The monsters break through the ship and grab Finnegan, revealing that the eels are just the tentacles of a much larger creature, an octopus kaiju-looking monster. Finnegan gets away from the monster after shooting it in the eye with his shotgun. (laughs) Finnegan goes back to his boat to pick up Pantucci, but when he gets there he sees the windows are broken and there is blood on the console. He realizes Pantucci is gone. Trillian and Finnegan get on the jet ski and race away from the eels. (laughs) Canton jumps onto Finnegan's ship and breaks his leg. He works his way to the bridge only to find that the ship is set to autopilot and has been set to collide with his yacht. He can't stop the ships from colliding and is there when they explode, killing him, destroying the ships, and killing the monster. (laughs) Trillian and Finnegan make it to the island and they find Pantucci, who is riding a surfboard to safety. While enjoying their reunion, a huge roar breaks out. The scene pans up to show the nearby jungle. Trees are being knocked down in a path directly towards them, before the credits roll. Super Villain Beatdown (laughs) This movie stars Treat Williams. But don't let that stop you from watching it. It's actually pretty good. I need an elite group. Of tough mercenaries, the best of the best. Oh, I'm sorry we're all out of those. You can choose whatever you want from the miscellaneous bin, though. Fam K. Jansen. fame K. Jansen. Fam K. Jansen. Okay, I'll admit I have no idea how to pronounce that. So you want to sink the boat for the insurance money because it costs too much to keep it going. So you've hired very expensive mercenaries and equipped them with the most high-tech guns you can find, when you could have just steered it into a rock. Did you ever think that money management may not be your forte? A line from the mercenary TJ to Pantucci. I don't like you. You don't even know me. Welcome back to WTF Radio. We are continuing our dedication countdown. This one comes from Trillian St. James and dedicated to Simon Canton. She says, You'll understand what it means. So I'd like to know when you got the notion. Said, I'd like to know when you got the notion. Rock the ball, I don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the ball, I don't tip the boat over. Rock the ball, I don't rock the boat, baby. Rising 2. This time, the sushi rolls eat you. Okay, the vault door is opening. As soon as it opens, I'm going to swing this axe right out there. What if it's a person? Then it's a person after my money. That's your boat? She'll make 0.5 after light speed. She may not be much to look at, but she's got it where it counts. Come on, let's go rip off another movie. How about Aliens? Sounds good to me. Rogue's Gallery. I'm going to invite you to a show. But first, allow me to destroy your gallery. It's crap! So, who does the portrait go to for the Rogue's Gallery for Deep Rising? Obviously, the monsters were very scary and very dangerous. The eel creatures killed hundreds of people. Those creatures were just part of a larger monster, one that was insatiable in its appetite. However, that was just a creature following its instincts and not truly evil. The mercenaries were very scary, brutal as well. But Hanover had a code of honor that he followed. Even when he was attacking others, he still followed that code. The one true villain of this story would have to be Simon Canton, the owner of the Argonautica, a man who wound up causing the death of hundreds of people, passengers, crew members, anyone who happened to be on that ship, and all of those that were involved in his plan to rob the boat and sink it for insurance money. He caused the death of so many people just for his own personal gain. He was already a rich man, but he decided he wanted to have more, and that cost the lives of many, many innocent people. When given the option to do the right thing, whether it be saving the captain or coming clean earlier with his plans, he chose not to. And when confronting Trillian, To try and get the key to the speedboat, he looked forward to actually killing a person with his own hands. That is why Simon Canton is much scarier than any sea monster and deserves a place in the Rogues Gallery. Well, what did you guys think? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> looks like it was a hit. It appears so. I believe they want to see it again. <laughs> Go ahead and roll it. I'm gonna head back to my room. Master, may I say something? Yeah, what is it, Drudge? You're an odd fellow. Thank you, Drudge. What I mean is, the universe is safer without Warpake in it. But you would have preferred not to have killed him. You mourn the death of your enemies. You wish those beneath you to be happy and content, rather than breaking them into submission. I said before I do not understand you, and that still holds true, but your efforts are not without merit. I know you would rather not be here, but I feel the lair is better for having you in it. Thank you, Drudge. I really do appreciate that. I also thought you should know Warpig was at the epicenter of the blast. His body was disintegrated. The reason we have so much ham is because we couldn't eat it before while he was here, so it just stayed in the freezer all this time. Oh, thank God, could you grab me a sandwich? I am so hungry. It would be my pleasure, master. As the man once said, you either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. When life gives you the tools to be the bad guy, it's important to try to be good. Make someone smile. Make someone laugh. Share your favorite movie with them. And if you need some shelter from the villains of your life, then make sure to join me back here in the secret lair. This is Mark, the Eclectic Dyslexic, signing off.